0: A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin
1: Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. The dream.
0: Because The New Testament is utter horse is It's created by a bishop and a an emperor. That's a fact. That's like established religious fact. Sawing is a blessing from
1: God to make you rich. Treating what? Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you to witness me. I'm asking you to brush his hair. That's what God commanded
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to The Master's Dog, episode 135. I'm your host, Norm The Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. The Master's Dog is a podcast where, just as the, uh, the the quote at the beginning of the introduction video says by John Calvin, when God's truth is attacked, I bark. And that's what this podcast is about. It's dealing with false doctrines, false teachers, false prophets false christs you name it if they're out there and someone is making a proclamation saying something is either god's truth or contradicting what is god what god says is true i'm going to look into it and whether it warrants it or well hopefully if it warrants it i'm going to make a response Uh, This started out as a podcast called Faith and Beliefs Refuted, and it was only dealing with uh, another podcast called Saints Unscripted, an LDS podcast, where they started doing a segment called Faith and Beliefs, and they started out with the LDS Articles of Faith, and I really jumped on the opportunity to show, respond to those videos, and show how the Articles of Faith, according to the LDS Church, do not line up with mainstream uh, Orthodox Christianity. And so then, as they went on, they continued on after the Articles of Faith, so I made a commitment that I was going to respond to every single one of these videos that they make, and I've tried to, as much as possible, I've stayed true to my word. I have in some way responded to all the videos. Um, I may not have actually played and did an actual response to video kind of thing. Maybe I just threw up a, a screenshot about the video, said, check it out. Here is why this doesn't make any difference and doesn't matter at all anyway, so... Um, but today I'm back to that—that that, the roots of this podcast—and we are going to be responding to another video uh, by the Saints Unscripted. Um, and again, it's one that—it's not a—that's the word I'm looking for. It, they're all—it's all important to deal with all of them. But this is—they're—they're they're presenting an argument that not a lot of people use. So maybe it's a straw man. Uh, that they're setting up and then tearing down. Um, I have heard people use this argument, though, um, and so we'll talk about it a little bit and um, just kind of break it down as we usually do. So we're going to get into it. Uh, No more need to explain anything. Let's just take a look. This is David Snell from Saints Unscripted, and he's going to talk about... uh, which, who visited Joseph Smith and the deal with the issues that there are multiple accounts of whether it's Angel Moroni or Angel Nephi that visited Joseph Smith in his room um, in 1820 ish. So let's go.
1: Hey, guys, so the Latter-day Saint prophet Joseph Smith claimed that in the 1820s, he was visited multiple times by an angel and directed by that angel to an ancient record we know today as the Book of Mormon. This angel's name was Moroni. But there are some early documents in Latter-day Saint history that call the angel Nephi. Some people point to this as evidence that a fraudulent Joseph Smith couldn't seem to keep his story straight, and some even claim that Joseph intended the name to be Nephi, but after Joseph's death, the church retroactively changed the angel's name from Nephi to the more logical Moroni. In this episode, we're going to take a closer look at this bit of history and see whether those claims hold water or not.
0: Okay, and then we'll talk about some issues.
1: Alright, so was the angel originally called Moroni or Nephi? Which came first? In many early documents, the angel isn't named at all. But when he is, his name is Moroni. The angel is Moroni in the 1835 edition of the Doctrine and Covenants. It's Moroni in a letter from Oliver Cowdery published in the April 1835 issue of the Latter-day Saints, Messenger and Advocate. It's Moroni in a Q&A with Joseph Smith published in the July 1838 Elder's Journal. It's Moroni in an 1839 discourse from Joseph Smith as recorded by Willard Richards. The first existing instance of the angel being referred to as Nephi appears in mid-1839 in the earliest extant manuscript. Manuscript of what we know today as Joseph Smith history. You'll notice that it's written in first person as if Joseph himself is writing it, but he's not. Joseph is overseeing this project, but this is the handwriting of his clerk, James Mulholland. Anyway, the passage in question reads He called me by name and said unto me that he was a messenger sent from the presence of God to me, and that his name was Nephi. You'll notice here that there's a little asterisk above Nephi with the word Moroni. This was a note added by Albert Carrington probably in 1871 after Brigham Young assigned the historian's office to look into this discrepancy. The corresponding footnote reads, Evidently a clerical error should read Moroni. This was the correction of an error, not the church changing Joseph's story. Remember, the angel's name had always been Moroni up to this 1839 document. And that little note there basically sums up what most Latter-day Saints think about this issue. We view it as a mistake that slipped through the cracks. James Mulholland wrote 59 pages of this history before he passed away. On page 5, the angel responsible for bringing forth the Book of Mormon is called Nephi. Ironically though, on page 52, Mulholland quotes from the Doctrine and Covenants, which names Moroni as the person responsible. That said, while this manuscript draft is the first instance of the Angel Nephi reference, it is not the only instance. The critics of our faith that I've seen talk about this are usually quick to point out that an Angel Nephi reference shows up in the Millennial Star. There's one in Lucy Max Smith's memoir, and even in the 1851 Pearl of Great Price, for heaven's sake. But let's slow down and connect some dots. Here's what happened. The 1839 manuscript where this error originally occurs ends up ultimately being published a piece at a time in the Times and Seasons in 1842 under the title, History of Joseph Smith. The part we're interested in appears in the April 15th issue and here's where things get interesting. I mentioned that the Nephi reference shows up in the Millennial Star. That's because the August 4th, 1842 issue of the Millennial Star reprinted the Times and Seasons article.
0: Okay, I'm just pausing this because so YouTube doesn't get mad at me for just letting it play. A lot of times I have a lot of things to say in the middle of these videos and I'll stop them multiple times. This is one where it's just I'm, I'm willing to just let him go because we're going to wrap this all up at the end of this video. Basically, I mean, I, I get. I get it. There are clerical errors. This is probably just a clerical error. This is not something I've ever used in my um, arguments or discussions or debates or whatever you want to call that with the LDS people. I mean, rarely do I even bring this up unless it's with you know somebody along the lines of like Kwaku or David or somebody who is very well versed in, in Mormon theology. And I'm not just... I mean, generally, if I'm having a conversation with an LDS person on the street, I'm trying as much as possible just to stick to the simple gospel. I'm not getting into these things, but sometimes they, you know, you end up on rabbit trails and tangents and here and there, um, and these things will come up. There are, there's an issue that I will talk about and then that'll tie into this and then we'll tie it into something completely different, um. That is a bonafide teaser, so let's let David continue.
1: Later in this same issue, an editorial also calls the angel Nephi. Where is the author getting this information? The history of our beloved brother, Joseph Smith. Again, it's the Times and Seasons history of Joseph Smith. In the 1845 draft of Lucy Max Smith's memoir, the angel is again called Nephi. The source, you guessed it, it's taken straight from that same Times and Seasons article. Fast forward to 1851, several years after Joseph Smith's death. Before the Pearl of Great Price was canonized, it was published in England as a pamphlet. In this 1851 publication, the angel is called Nephi. Where did they get their information from? The same Times and Seasons series where the original error was printed. Every angel Nephi reference that I am aware of during Joseph's lifetime and up to 1853, traces directly back to the original 1839 error it's one error that kept getting reprinted. Of course, after being republished so many times, some people were bound to continue to perpetuate the error, even though, again, references to Moroni had been and were being printed and reprinted as well at the same time. For example, the Times and Seasons article mentioning Nephi was published in April 1842. In October 1842, a letter from Joseph Smith to the church was published in the same newspaper which identified the angel as Moroni. As mentioned earlier, the issue was eventually addressed and the Nephi references were corrected. I think Orson Pratt nailed it on the head back in 1876 when he wrote, "...the discrepancy in the history to which you refer may have occurred through the ignorance or carelessness of the historian or transcriber. Many events recorded were written by Joseph's scribes who undoubtedly trusted too much to their memories, and the items probably were not sufficiently scanned by Brother Joseph before they got into print." Personally, this controversy is really a non-issue for me. That said, as always, feel free to investigate this for yourself and come to your own conclusions. I'll leave you some great resources in the YouTube description if you want to dive deeper. Check out the notes in the description as well where I address some additional questions you might have. I'll leave even more resources on our website. Watch a couple of our other videos while you're here and have a great day. Blah,
0: blah, 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 blah. All right, so we're going to get into this and, and essentially this Particular issue, this particular problem, um, the whole Nephi Moroni thing is a non-issue because I get it. Again, clerical error, as he explained historically, it was one error that was repeated, 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 repeated. But what makes this a plausible argument for many people is it is a continued uh, history or continued action. You know, it, I can't think of the term terminology um it is something that joseph did over and over and over again again as you look at the the first vision the most important thing the 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 foundation of the mormon religion of whether or not god the father and jesus the son appeared to joseph smith and one said this is my son hear him and then jesus said all the other religions are false their creeds are an abomination the professors of which are corrupt all of that is a core problem or core uh, foundation of the Mormon religion. And there's nine different uh, versions of that, at least. And some say he saw an angel named Nephi. Some say he saw a multitude of angels. Some say he saw Jesus. Some say he saw God. Some say he didn't see, you know, just all these different versions. There is a history of Joseph Smith changing things there's a history of the lds church without letting people know changing things that have been done and again the other issue is moroni nephi either one of these guys are characters from the book of mormon if it were historical people do not become angels nowhere in the bible do you see anyone who has died you know when when uh, Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. They don't call Moses or Elijah angels; they are still just Moses and Elijah. Now, I know the the Mormon the, theologian is going or apologist is going to go, "Well, angel just means messenger. These are messengers. We take that, blah blah blah." But they are continually continually referred to, and Mormon theology does believe that when we die, we become angels. You'll hear it all the time. Biblical teaching does not mean that Jesus says we don't we become like the angels but we are not angels neither marrying nor given in marriage Another Mormon issue. Um, But we do not become angels. We continue to be the spirit beings that we are of human beings. We continue to be humans. We continue. We're glorified. But we do not become angels. So here's another problem. But then there's a, a bigger problem with all of this. Is that all of these things that Joseph Smith, the whole foundation of Mormonism, Islam, these things are that they came from angels. And Paul tells us in the Bible, he says, even if an angel comes and gives you a gospel that is other than what we preach, let them be anathema. That he's saying that even there is a gospel that Jesus has given, and even there are going to be, again, false angels, false Christ, false. Teachers that are going to come along and and pervert the gospel of what Jesus said, which is essentially... We are sinners in need for a Savior. Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin, and it is by His work on the cross and His work alone that we are saved, not of our own, so that no man can boast. It's not what the Mormon Church teaches that we are saved by grace after all we can do. Again, there is an absolute foundation of salvation by works given in the Mormon Church. An angel came, an angel came, supposedly, and gave them a gospel that was was contrary to what the apostles taught and it should be anathema. And that's why, again, I continue to respond to these videos over and over and over again. Paul tells us that Satan himself disguises himself as an angel of light. So, Anytime you get anything, even modern day guys, Todd Bentley loves to talk about the angels that he, the angel of finance and the angel of this and the angel of that. And the, the false angels that they are visited by, that give them new information, which Paul warns us against. But not only does Paul warn us against angels of light. And again, this goes back to the, the Mormon uh, history of changing things. I'm going to try to get this up in, in front of the camera here. I have, I have two uh, copies of the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenant, Pearl of Great Price. One is from 1979. This one from 1979, published in 79. It's very old. was given to me by my sister. has a nice little note in the beginning. But if you look, I'm going to try to get this up here so you can see. This took place in the early spring of 1820, in September 1823, and at latter times Joseph Smith received visitations from Moroni, an angel of light. Okay, can we can we go back to what Paul says? Satan himself disguises himself. Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. We have this this re- recording in 1979, but then. When you go back to uh, the same explanatory introduction um, in the 1981 version, I mean, it's not even close to the same thing, and the Angel of Light reference is completely gone. Nowhere in there is there anything given about an Angel of Light of any way, any... So, again, the fact that these things come up as arguments from, uh, you know, those who oppose the teachings of the Mormon church is that there is a history, a continued history over and over and over and over of the Mormon church going back and changing things. It's happened. It's well documented. There is a deception that lies deep in the Mormon religion that is dangerous. And that is, I mean, multiple versions of the, of the uh, first vision, multiple versions of the, the, the visitation of Moroni and, that, and so on. We have thousands of changes to the Book of Mormon that is supposed to be the most correct book of any book and that man can get closer to God by its precepts than anything else, right? All of these things, it just, it, it, it counts to the credibility of the faith. And the fact that people are still deceived and fooled and dragged down the road of deception on that wide path that leads to destruction by these things is the reason why I continue to week after week after week make a response to these things. Because it is, in uh, it is, what's the word I'm looking for? I hate, I hate when I run it. I can't think of it was there and then it's gone. It is, it, it is. Deep-seated in me the desire to show people the truth. And again, it's not because I you know, was offended by somebody in the church. I recognize the false teachings of the church. I recognize this stuff. It wasn't that I wanted to go sin. It wasn't that I was offended by somebody. It was that I looked at the truth and said, this does not line up. These things that the Mormon church is teaching do not line up with what is actual biblical truth bottom line that's it that is why i left the mormon church and that is why i find it it is so important to me to continue to point out the lies because there are people that i love that are still bound up in these lies and these deceptions and that i want to see set free And that's why I continue to do what I do. Not only the fact that it is, the fact that God's truth is being attacked, and like the introduction says, I'm going to bark. So, was Joseph visited by Moroni or Nephi? Neither one. If there was an angel that visited him, it was an angel of light. It was Lucifer. Neither of these men won. They they didn't exist. The Book of Mormon is a fabrication. So, Nephi and Moroni are, are fictional characters. So, one, they, they aren't real. And two, if they were real, people don't become angels to visit people later on down the road. This was a demo- if, if, if Joseph Smith's claims are true, then it was a demonic deception from Satan himself disguised as an angel of light coming to lead people away from the truth of God's word. And that's the bottom line. So my LDS friend, if you're watching this, run. Get out of this false religion that follows after a false gospel of given by a false Christ sent by a false God. Get out. That ha- it has no power to offer you any kind of salvation. Find a good Bible-believing church to become a part of to receive good teaching and fo- get onto that narrow path that Christ is talking talks about in the in the scripture. And my Christian friend, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm.